This is Steve Cochran, and this is live from my office. You know, this thing is just, this 2020 thing is just so ridiculous. And now the election, and, and we all need a break. So I thought, well, I'll get a hold of my old friend Kathleen Madigan. Nobody's funnier than Kathleen Madigan. Listen. I think being Catholic is Christian, but it is pointed out to me many times in the South that they're not the same. Because in the South, you know, they'll go, oh, are you Christian? I'll go, yeah, I'm Catholic. Oh, well, we're Christian. Oh, okay. I thought we said the same thing, but I guess not. <laughs> there are differences. The Christians have a direct relationship with Jesus, and they speak of it like that. You know what? Me and my relationship with Jesus, well, I love Jesus, Jesus loves me. It's just a direct, very solid relationship with Jesus. And I thought, wow, really? You guys go straight to Jesus. In a Catholic school, I was given a laundry list of people to contact <laughs> before the nuns said, because otherwise I'm bothering Jesus. You are going to call these people, Kathleen, before you bother Jesus. You could start with your guardian angel. He's got nothing to do 24 hours a day except tend to your needs. If he's not available, you can speak to the saint in charge of the activity you're upset about. Every single saint has been assigned an assignment. You could speak to Jesus' mother if you'd like to. You can give Mary a shout, but you are not bother so on today's live from my office kathleen madigan and i talk and also uh your old friend of mine john DeCause, will be on and we'll talk about the state of stand-up uh we'll get some laughs in but man it's not easy being a comedian right now normally you'd have 23 hours off and you'd work an hour a day now you have 24 hours off uh, that's a lot of pressure yeah, it really is honestly uh so that's what's coming up and of course as always we are sponsored by, and we welcome back, our title sponsor, David Hochberg. Thank you very much for the support, David. David Hochberg and Team Hochberg at 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com. All he wants to do is save you some money. So check him out there. Uh, and, of course, uh, you can uh, drop me an email at uh, Show at gmail.com. Uh, we are still giving away some apt gift cards. So if, if you send me the names and email addresses of three of your friends, I will send you an apt gift card from apt electronics, pleasing people since the beginning of time. And uh, it's simple. I need their names and their email addresses. I'll send them a sample of the podcast to see if they're willing to listen as much as you do. And then you will send me in that same email, your name and address. I'll send you an apt gift card. A lot of sending going on, but you get the picture. All right, follow me everywhere you get podcasts. Leave a comment there or that email that I mentioned. And follow me on social media. It's at Cochran Show on Twitter, on Facebook, and on LinkedIn, Steve Cochran Show on Instagram. We're coming back with Kathleen Madigan in a moment. This is live from my office. Live from my office, always sponsored by the great people at Team Hochberg and specifically David Hochberg. I've known David for a long time. As I've said to you before, if you listen, I am the one that uses David Hochberg, and I mean that in a positive way. I am the one who told my sister to use David Hochberg. She's done it twice now. I am the one that had my daughter use Team Hochberg to buy her first house, and she's in the middle of refining right now. Uh, and, and believe me, in the WGN days, just about everybody in the building 
asked for help from David Hochberg. Now, what is Team Hochberg? Team Hochberg is a, a team that he assembled of the best people in the mortgage and money businesses. Uh, and these folks are ready to help you. It's simple. You go on the website at 855-56-DAVID. You can get a free rate quote request in right there. Or pick up the phone and call them at 855-563-2843. That's 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com. It's that easy. Go to the website, poke around there a little bit, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Again, I use David Hochberg. I have. I will again. And part of Team Hochberg is a whole collection of experts to help with your money. We all just, let's be honest, we don't know money. We don't know money. He knows money. He knows money. He knows the people who know how to do anything related to making your house more livable, more fun, and really everything you want it to be. I mean, it's not like one of those HGTV shows. He's not going to have a tool belt and a hammer, uh, but he's going to come in and he's going to hammer away. I know I'm better than that at making sure you have the best rate on your mortgage or your refi. He can also bring in his credit enhancement expert. He can talk to the folks that can help you with whatever remodeling you might want to do. Um, he's got everybody. He knows everybody. So uh, make sure you get on it. Team Hochberg, 56David or 56David.com. 855-56David or 56David.com. So here's a little backstage behind the scenes information here at the podcast. Uh, normally, I talk to the guests for a little bit. We say things that uh, amuse each of us, uh, some of which are not appropriate for the podcast, or it's private stuff that wouldn't make any sense to you anyway. Uh, but in the case of Kathleen, we just started talking, and I didn't even bother saying, hey, well, I'll start and hit record. No, I just hit record. So I guess the only way to set this up is to say this. We now join Steve Cochran and Kathleen Madigan on Live From My Office, already in progress. He's a motivator, and I will say, I said in the beginning, I was talking like comedian pal Chuck, and I said, you know, he's gonna give us the greatest show on earth. It may not be the show you want to see, right? But it's gonna be, and it'll never happen again. And I mean, I don't think it'll happen twice. There'll never be another person like him because he's PT Barnum. They come around once every hundred years, and. You know, it, it's been a show. I mean, it will seem extremely boring after him. Back to boring, which is fine. Yeah, we need boring. We need boring for a little while. Uh, yeah, the Trump shit show. Uh, but you know what? It isn't over till it's over. You know, tomorrow night, the fat lady ain't singing yet. And tomorrow night, he is going to claim well, victory yeah. around 515 and start talking about how it was stolen from him. So uh, I, I'm just holding well, my breath till Friday. Like... I, yeah, I agree. A lot of my LA friends were so surprised when um, Hillary didn't win. And I was like, yeah, but like I spend most of my 90% of my time in the Midwest. And I'm like, I didn't think, like, if you drove around Wisconsin and Illinois and Missouri, there was so much Trump shit out there. I thought, you yeah. know, he could win. Yep. But like the coastal people, I think were asleep at the wheel. Now, what do you mean he won? I'm like, I, he, there was a lot of, Barnes painted Trump. I mean, well, uh, you know what? But it wasn't. Yes. Ju it wasn't just that people. Those people either. And I'm sure you ran into them as well. You know, it's people I play golf with. It's people that own businesses. And Hillary acted like it was her turn. 
there's probably nobody that was more qualified ever than she was to be president but she ran a shitty campaign and uh and, and she just acted like it was her turn what was like what was the vision so nobody hates biden there were people that irrationally hated Hillary that helped Trump win. That's the that's the Trump card. Trump card. Nice pick. Or nice pull. But uh, that's why I think Biden yeah. wins. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I also thought there's a lot of qualities about Hillary that remind me of my aunt Nan. So I, whenever I see her, I just think the, the thing about my aunt Nan is she was always right, even if she didn't deliver it in 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 the most right um, charitable, you way. know, friendly manner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, um, but this is where I got pissed off at Hillary. If 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 we're in a comedy competition and somebody says, "Well, Kathleen, for your team, just FYI, already half the crowd hates you." Now, do you want to go out and do five, or should we let? so-and-so who they don't have an opinion about. I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be that much of a jackass to go. She had a 50% disapproval rating b- before anyone voted. Right. You, I know it's your turn. I know you're qualified, but if you really truly care, you would have stepped aside. Yeah. I don't know who should have taken her place, but well, you know, kind you, of you, a you, selfish you, move. Yeah. hundred percent. You know who would have been good four years ago? Biden. <laughs> four years ago, right. four years ago, right. Joe, a little more alert, uh, would have been less concerning. Oh, it's funny because my parents are his age, you know, and my dad was a lawyer. My mom was a nurse. Like they're educated and smart people. But my dad's like, I mean, absolutely not. Should someone our age be the president? Your mother and I barely function as one mind. <laughs> and we have two. <laughs> he said, it takes two of us to remember where we parked the car. And we don't have dementia, Kathleen. We don't. What it's, just, it's just, it's just, it's just shit that happens. And like when Mitch McConnell, okay, I, I did, before all this ended, I used to do a joke of wag that, uh, cause it's true. Every time I see my parents, they're completely covered in band-aids. And I'm like, Hey, are you guys sponsored? What What are you doing to yourselves? That you they're an alarming amount and they're large. They're not normal sized band-aids. And then my dad's like, it's the blood thinners. You're barely banging into shit. But when Mitch McConnell came out the other day and his hands are black, and it, the Band-Aid, my brother's like, whoa, did you see that picture of Mitch? I go, yeah, but if he's taking blood thinners, he could have just hit the refrigerator with his hand. <laughs> right. And that's what happened. That's the result. I said, it looks like he fell because his lips were all beat up, too. I think he fell, but we're not going to talk about that. But it's just the whole thing. I'm sorry, Nancy Pelosi. No, she, you're 80. No, 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 no. Yeah, Diane Feinstein is 143. At some point, you have to go, I'm going home now. They won't. It's ego. When she she hugged Lindsey Graham oh, after the uh, oh. Supreme, but everybody went crazy. You know, Diane, what are you doing? She's eighty seven. She probably thinks it's a grandchild. She doesn't even know it's Lindsey Graham. What is the matter with people? Well, see, that's right. These people are too. If you have to be thirty five, then you have to get out at seventy five. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's you know what? Deal. You know what? That's, um, that's the most enlightened view of term limits I've heard ever. You got to be thirty-five to get in. You're out at seventy-five. No matter what, and right. it's like musical chairs. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care. Whatever, you're done. Seventy-fifth birthday. See you later, Gator. You know, I remember I you just, talking I about think... your. I remember you talking about your parents' light bulbs 
and uh, you came oh, home. You came home, and they had changed all the light bulbs. Um, I, now that you're talking about this, I'm thinking, what happens if that happens at the White House? Biden won't even find the Oval Office. Well, that, that was the one thing my dad called about a year ago. He goes, "You know, I didn't obviously I didn't vote for Donald, but I'm with him on the light bulb thing, and he's on my train." <laughs> I said, "What?" <laughs> Well, he gave a rally the other day, and he was talking about bringing the old light bulbs back. And I've been saying to him, I was like, Dad, Dad, he goes, I know, I mean, it's not going to change my mind about the man, but I do, I just wanted to point out, <laughs> he's, he's not on all track wrong. with the light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right. Okay. Touche, Jack. Touche. All right. So tell me, for somebody that's been on the road for the last 30 years what 200 nights a year 250 it's got to be some crazy number uh, how, yeah about that yeah how bad shit crazy has it been for the last what eight months for you i've loved it that me and ron white <laughs> were like you know what we are settling into this lifestyle way really? too easily that's well that's good oh my god yeah i'd say you've earned you it. love it you know, if I don't have the money Ron has, like if, well, and Ron's really thinking about just saying being done, done. Cause he can't, I don't, I need to work for a while longer to save up what I would consider it to be a safe retirement. But, um, yeah, like, especially we're enjoying this. And I hate saying that when people are working extra hard or, or not, like I just have enough saved up money to pay the bills. So, I don't know. I've golfed a lot. I've gone fishing every day. Uh, the only thing is you can't really go see people, which kind of sucks. But God, if the real world was open and this was my life, forget work. <laughs> this, this is appealing to my Irish side way, way too much. <laughs> well, you're talking about golf. I've played 80 rounds this year. <laughs> That's half the Trumps. Yeah, you're well, catching up. <laughs> Well, you know, the, uh, the, 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 I got fired in December. The 10th time is really not a big deal. People go, oh, I'm sorry. I go, no, listen, it's 10 times. It's show business. It's just, where's the money? Give me the money and I'll go. It's fine. Uh, I'll leave peacefully. Yeah, it's not an issue. You don't need a security guard. I'm not stealing anything. You give me the money. <clears throat> so, security guard to escort you out. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know every way in and out of this building. You're good, Bob. So, so have, you know, playing all that golf is great, but now doing this podcast, um, here's the thing about a podcast, uh, and you know this cause you have the pubcast and I want to plug that too. But, uh, the podcast thing is, uh, um, it, it's radio. So for all you kids out there who are going, Hey, we got this new podcast thing. No, you're doing the same shit I've done for 40 years. Okay. And you're not as good at it. You're not as good at it, but you got, you got 4 million followers and I have 12. So good for you, but don't just, just understand you're doing radio. It's the exact same thing. That's That's why like it takes me all week. Not, not, not that I'm sitting around. I just see the article, the stuff all week that interests me. But yeah, I print it out. Yeah, I read it. Yeah, there's prep. That's why, and I'm not going to mention names, but there's so many comics that have these podcasts where we just, they interview comedians about being comedians. Yep. I won't do it anymore. I'm like, what do you want to talk about? Yep. If you want to talk about something different, fishing or golf or whatever, the Midwest, but I'm not going to sit around and talk about there's nothing left to say, guys. No, exactly right. <laughs> you know, they're not. You got to either decide, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do serial killers or, you know, make yeah. a plan. 
There's a lot of junk out there and it takes a lot to find good ones because I've tried. You know, there's a, there's a podcast idea I've had and I haven't done it, but you're talking about the same thing and I may still do this, but I'm, I'm calling it the loose title is anything but that where I have people on who are famous, but they can't talk about what they do where they have to talk about anything but their career. They have to talk, you know, and I, I take the interview that way because I think people care about that. People like to hear people who are famous talking about real stuff. Yeah, or what do they, you know, what would you do if you want, even the simple question, which is asked sometimes in the media, so what would you do if you weren't doing this? Like, my answer had always been, well, I would open a, a bar, like a kind of a Irish sports bar, picture that, and it would be Madigan's Pub. But now with COVID, that doesn't work either. So you'd have to have a third plan, of which turns out I don't have one. So, <laughs> well, what about the gambling? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, they shouldn't let me loose like this. I did not know all this was available. Because normally on Sunday, I'm flying I'm flying home, or I'm flying to the next gig because my brothers were yelling at me, why aren't you doing the family pool? I'm like, I don't even see the games, you guys. I'm on planes. I don't right. get the – I'm just – Sundays are a wash. They're a loss. And now they're available. <laughs> So now I have a fantasy team. I've got a lot going on. I got to tell, tell you, though, I am thrown by the no fans thing. I don't like seeing the long shot of the stands being empty. It's just like it's a scrimmage. I'm just watching practice. You know what I'm saying? It's just weird. I, I don't. I don't care if there's money involved. I don't care if they play in a sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> you just get out there and do what I predicted might happen. <laughs> so I'm trying trying to win a vacation to sandals <laughs> that's right out that's there. right right sandals uh, uh czechoslovakia i think we discussed that um so do you write at all between the start of this and now i mean you know because i don't know about you over the summer uh you know you know doing a podcast keeps your chops up a little bit i suppose but i'm not on stage anywhere because there isn't anywhere no. i did one show for no. 10 people 10 people because that's all they allowed in Oh yeah, I haven't even like some of the clubs are opening at, at half, and I don't know. Let, I'm just my mindset is let the young people go down there and 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 deal with that. Um, just I don't know. I feel like I'm not sure it's safe. I'm not saying it's not. I don't want to get in that argument. But for me, I don't want to be inside with a hundred right. people without masks on. Right. That's just me. But I'm also 55. I'm not 25. So right. if the young guys and women want to go down there and and also, they, they're going to need the money more than I need it right now. Mm-hmm. Talk to me two years from now, I'll be opening at Zany's. <laughs> but that's where, that's where this ship's going to dock. I spent all my money on gambling. Kid, come on, man. Give me a week. Um, <laughs> I haven't written anything, but like I said to Lou, Louis, I said, you know, even the shit that I've thought that I know could be funny, it won't work by the time we work it's all too timely yeah 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 yeah, one like you know like a month after covid the lockdowns occurred every single airline started going holy shit we are broke we need some money from the government i'm like really delta i'm not (laughs) and i'm a comedian right right. turns out i have i put money in a coffee can under my bed right where's your money oh you bought your own stock back well, you know what? Time to sell it, Charlie Loser. Sorry. Like, I, I know I could go through a whole thing about how normal people save money, but the, the corporations don't. 
But by the time we get to that, nobody's even, I don't even think anybody's going to want to hear COVID material. You know what I mean? No, I do. I do. But you know, the point you make about corporations too, right? Because, because you don't save money. Okay. Well, this is how you learn. It's time to start. So you don't get to do the things you normally get to do. You're not going to do this. You're not, you know what I'm saying? The same shit your parents told you. Like my dad always said, make sure if you can, you have a year's worth of your budget, you know, as you get old, you can't do that when you're in your 20s, but when you're in your 30s, just thinking about that. And that's, you know, okay, I have it. How, do, how, how, how am I supposed to believe you, American Airlines? Right. Well, you know, bullshit. And they, we, we need a bailout. Well, so do I. <laughs> so does every comedian I know, every bartender. Uh, you know, so does uh, the the club in Detroit. So does Brian Dorfman. I mean, you know, it's just there's a lot of stuff, the thoughts I have that normally I would write down a word in my notebook to remember it. But I just think this is going to be month by month. The landscape is so entirely different. No, you're right. You're right. Now, maybe maybe comedians should start charging like the airlines, you know, like you're charged 75 bucks to see if your bag is still in the thing above you. Maybe a guffaw gets a different charge than a chortle or a flat out <laughs> laugh gets a bigger. You know what I'm saying? A, a charge from the stage. <laughs> well, some of them are doing online shows. I just can't imagine. I don't get it. I applaud. I applaud them mm-hmm. for trying. I, I really do. But I cannot. I don't know. There's just something to me about I need people there. Yep. Like. Like singing is different. Yeah, right. Like I see musical things online, and I'm like, okay, well, that was fine, that worked. But I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. Well, in, in it's acting, just a very bizarre. You can, you can do acting. You can do sing. Look, uh, this is just you talking to me and our our, our twelve million people uh, that'll listen to this as soon as I stop recording. But. Um, uh, there's nothing harder than stand-up. Stand-up is hard in show business. You know, you can either sing or you can't. You can either act or you can't. Uh, and I always tell people this. I go, okay, go to work whenever work starts again and stand in the hallway with six people standing around you and tell a joke. And when you get that trickle of sweat yeah. coming down your back, then you'll know what it feels like when you're on stage. Oh, and by the way, everybody gets two drinks and you have to collect the money. <laughs> And by the way, some of them might leave in the middle of your joke to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right, 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 right. And some of them, there might be a lady that comes up with a check and hands it to them while you're talking. <laughs> right. Or the worst thing of all, it's a bachelorette party at work. And who knew it was going to be at work that day? And you're telling them the joke. That's the worst. That's the worst. I think stand-up is the one thing out of all the things you would consider of performing that most needs people. Yeah. Like a live, like some corporate gigs I've done that are just kind of shitty. And some of them have been really good bands. Like I really like OAR. I don't know if you know that band, but right. I mean, I don't get to do corporate gigs with like known bands that often. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's OAR. They're great. Well, everybody just sat there and I'm sure they felt like kind of shitty, but it's not the same because laughter is immediate. Right. 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 They applauded at the end. I mean, I could tell it's not a fun crowd. They they don't even know who these people are, but I did. Maybe maybe 20% did. 
But it doesn't matter. Play your songs like you're rehearsing at home and get the check and leave. It's just less brutal, I think, for music and acting with not having a crowd because that's how they practice. I don't sit here and talk to myself in a mirror in my house. No, of course not. No. Yeah, I don't practice. I don't. I, I'm doing it on stage or I'm not doing it. There's no practice. Rehearsal. There's none of that. That's why I did it. That's well, why the, I would never do improv. People would go, yeah, so we're going to have a rehearsal. I'm not doing it. I'm not coming. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm not coming. I'm not, I'm not coming. <laughs> yeah, and, and by the way, the eight other people who I would never appear on stage with who want to pretend I'm a train and ride me uh, or go to, to uh, come on, no, stop it. Stop it. Uh, don't you love when people go improv? Oh, that's like stand-up, right? Uh, no. I know. No. No. Well, it's sometimes when they go, you know, one of the funniest stand-ups ever was Lucille Ball. And I'm like, mm. No, not really. Okay, not really, <laughs> but I don't want to burst your bubble. And it's really not. I have other things to do today other than argue with some person who doesn't know <laughs> the definition. The comedy stylings <laughs> of Vivian Vance. Um <laughs> <laughs> should do a great at Zanies. Go do a five-minute set at Zanies at midnight. No, oh, and by the way, I should mention that if it turns out you do lose all your money gambling, um, your friend John DeCoss, uh is still tight with all the Zanies people, and all he has to do is make a call. So I like your chances. Okay, great. Good. Good to hear as well, too. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, well, I don't want to brag. I don't want to brag too much, but I am uh, pretty much golfing buddies with Brian Dorfman, too. Oh, so hey, I'm whoa. pretty much sure I could get on that whoa. on that Nashville Zanies setup. Okay, where do you play in so Nashville? I'm hooked up. Zanies. Well, no, I do the Ryman. The no, no. I mean, where do you play golf? Where do you play golf? Oh, I golf. Um, well, there's a little course across from where Dorf lives, which is Old Hickory Country Club, and I would say. Of what country? Um, it's fine. It's adorable. Um, but sometimes I've gotten invited to the fancy places. Yeah, like I the Legends. There, isn't there a place there called the Legends? There is, but I've never played there. I've played the Governor's Club, yep. which is fancy. Um, and then I just got to play one, if you Google this, called the Troubadour. Oh. But I'm always afraid of any... Uh, any situation where they say I'm entering a lifestyle <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's how they describe the wow. troubadour. Wow. Well, cause I know what's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of rich white people. Yep. And that's not necessarily bad that they're rich white people, but I prefer a more diverse crowd. If you will, like old Hickory country club, Brian's little club. It's great. There's a lot of old people. There's some, you know, kind of hillbilly people, sure. country music people, but nobody's fancy. Like, I don't, I don't like your, I, they use it in these brochures or on the website, you know, you're, you're entering a lifestyle. I'm like, oh my God, what am I committing to? I got to get out of here. I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not um, saying but it's, these it's people. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful course. Ron White got, you know, somebody, I don't know how all that worked, but he took me. So I was like, you know, of all your golfing comedian friends, who's best? Who's the best player? Ron. Is he? Yeah. I mean, I know, well, Nate, Nate Bargatze's really good. Oh, yes. Um, I think, I don't know, I'd have to think about the comics. I don't really golf with that many comedians. I golf with more musician people. Um, Lewis is erratic. 
He'll never beat me. He could live to, he could live, he could be 40 and he wouldn't beat me. Ron and I go, go head to head, but he'll have a blow up hole. Right, right. I may have a bunch of bogeys, but I, but I don't have a nine. Right. Not happening. Well, that's the secret to scoring. Right. So what are you, are you a 10, a 15, five? What are you? No, probably 14. That's good. That's good. If we're entering a tournament with good prizes, I'm an 18. Right. If you want to know the truth. (laughs) Right. Right, right, right. And I'm really good in a scramble. You should always take a lady who can drive straight 200 yards down the middle as as a scramble person because really compared to the men's tees, that's 250. Good point. And boom, you're golden. Yeah, see, I'm a pretty Uh, solid. I'm a pretty solid 10, but I've gotten this thing the past few years, and I'm 59 now. So I've lost some distance, but, you know, as a man, I refuse to admit that. Uh, right. You'll it, still go to the tees. You probably don't belong at it. That's yeah. fine. I'll do, go, do that. How is that not more than 330 yards? Uh, Steve, it was 215. Well, okay, but, you know, gravity. Um, <laughs> you know, I will, I will say, though, in credit to men, I've noticed that my dad and his friends, I don't know when they turn the corner, probably about 77 now my dad will go, well, where's the closest tease? I'm like, wow, look at him all of a sudden acting like he's not a dude anymore. Now they just want to win their $25. Right, right. It's They're, all about I, the win. I went, yeah, I went to go meet him after his men's league, and I'm like, does everybody hit from the ladies? What? <laughs> going on dad well most of us are going on 80 you can kind of tee off wherever you want and we just choose closer i'm like well finally it only took till you're 80 (laughs) right you know how long it used to take to play with you dad now we can actually play in under a day playing behind those guys when they would you're like you you there's nothing i think that frustrates me more well the tv putting that's my number number one complaint sure it's got to stop. It's got to stop. The, the, the four, I call it the four point Tiger Woods walk around. You're not that good. <laughs> right. Right. Well, Tiger does it. It matters. Right. Tiger for Tiger. It matters yep. for you. No, no, you're going to miss it anyway. That and the four usually about in their forties guys at the play in the tips that should really be at the whites. Yep. I mean, they shouldn't, mm-hmm. they, yeah. And it's all about blast it, and they don't know where the ball. It's just inconsiderate. It is. It and is. I will say on behalf. I'll be able to say on behalf of women, you do not see women do that. No, ever. you absolutely don't. As a matter of fact, women they never go to a tee that's harder. And women play on purpose. Women play fast, and sometimes they play faster than they need to because they think some jerk guy is going to come along and uh, make some stupid comment, and I just want to play and move it along. I've never seen a woman plumb bob for 10 minutes uh, and not actually know what they were doing. It's just hit the freaking ball, and they do. My mom doesn't even know what that is. Occasionally, my dad will do, do it and plumb bob, and she'll go, does he think one eye is going to work? I go, I guess. I don't know, Mom. I don't even explain it. I go, I don't know what he's seeing. I think it's weird, too. Just look, put the put the putter in the right way. You're good. All right, so let's talk about the pubcast. The pubcast happens every Tuesday. Is that right? Uh, yeah, well, I re- launch it every Tuesday, yeah. All right, so. And then I just tape it during the week at some point, whenever I have time. All right, so how do you decide what you're going to do on the show? Well, that's been a matter of contention. Um, Literally, it's the stuff that interests me all week long, but I'm trying to stay away from politics. I've been trying to stay away because I think everybody's just kind of tired of it, including me. I Mm -hmm. can't. And I I don't know. I 
I feel like I don't want to make it that timely either. It's more evergreen. So, and I'm trying to stay away from sports if need be, because people get so mean. Like, I don't want this to be contentious. Like, I don't even tweet about sports. Oh, it's just amazing. Politics and sports, I get away with more politically than I do with sports. Like, I could write, go cards, fuck you. What? Right. I mean, all, all right. I said was, all I said was, go I didn't say any bad about any other team. Right, right. You know, you, you goddamn Cardinal fans are aloof assholes. Whoa. Right, what happened to you? Whoa. Show me where red chain beams hurt you. Why are you mad at Lou Brock? He just right. died. Come right. on. Right, right. Um, so I, didn't, I don't really talk about sports. It's more about um, the news that interests me in the week and then those stories that go along with it. Like, I've kind of been obsessed with the downfall of Jerry Falwell Jr. Oh, of course. Stuff like that. I've been obsessed with this uh, cult in New York, The Vow, that show. Mm-hmm. But then in real, t- in real time, he's, he just got sentenced to 126 years in prison. Like those kind of things that are stories, but that the news isn't covering anything because all they're doing is politics. Right. Like, yeah. like they're obsessed with him, like, but there's other shit going on, guys. Well, that's, that a, thing. I think that's is, a thing. You could do an entire politics. news network of news that isn't being covered. Yeah. And it's weird because since uh covid i've tried to check in on local news which is just especially like in the ozarks and like well covid ain't here yet but when it gets here we're gonna have a coloring contest <laughs> what <laughs> for the children when they're locked up at home on our website <laughs> there's a picture of your grandparents who you're gonna kill well, um, well, did, didn't you I, tell me you were driving in Kentucky and you went in to gas up, you go in the convenience store and the lady said you had a mask? And what did the lady say to you? Well, first of all, wait, I had, I had beer. Um, she didn't know. Oh, I said I was going to buy as a surprise when I got to Missouri. I wanted to give my cousin Mike Corona light. Because he, he, he's like, I don't even think I'm ha-. I go, it's just way better than real Corona, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I go, do you have Corona? She goes, because I couldn't find any Corona. I had I found Bud Light. And she goes, we don't have that here. And she thought I meant the coronavirus. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, at all? Because <laughs> now I caught on to what she, she's like, nope. I go, wow. I go, the whole world got it, but not Kentucky. She goes, I know. <laughs> I thought, oh my God. And she was smoking in the gas station behind the counter. Oh, nice. Nice. And there was a, there was a big sign that had been removed and she had it behind the thing. They had lost their liquor license because of too much partying in the parking lot. <laughs> and I thought, wow, you know, I have done some hillbilly things in my life, but I've never said, let's go party at the gas station. I mean, I could at least find a better place to take our beer. It's Kentucky. There must be something pretty. Um, Yeah. I mean, that kind of, that lady believes it never got there ever. I don't know what you do with, these are our fellow Americans. I don't know what, what you do like, because unfortunately the coronavirus is something that it, we all need to be on the same page. It, yeah. This isn't something where it can be, well, you think what you think. I think what I think that's just going to end up 
in a shit show, which we're in. It's not, yeah, it's not debatable. And that's why the, the whole mask thing just drives me nuts. Really? Is this really going to ruin your day? You keep one in the car, you put it on, you go into where you got to go and you come back out. That's the whole deal. And you want to you want to claim that you're Alexander Hamilton now and you're going to take a stand? Put on the fucking mask. <laughs> well, that I think I said to my brother, I go, look, now I'm gonna, I go, prepare yourself. I'm going to sound like dad for a minute. I said, but, you know, we're being asked to put on a mask. The people of London were uh, uh, notified that they'd be being bombed for four years. Right, right, right. Like, and you know, there's anti-maskers in Germany, they're in England, they're everywhere. They're not just here, which at least makes me feel a little bit better. Like, the only ones that seem to be fully cooperating as per expected are the Canadians. Like, they have a few anti-maskers, but not like Germany. There's a giant, a whole thing of them, you know, this whole rally and all this shit. So at least I feel better that it's not just us. But how far have we come from 18 year olds being shipped off to Normandy? And, and now we won't even, this whole country was inconvenienced for five years during world war two with were rations. I mean, I can't, we've just become so, I don't even know what, like, I don't want to sound like my dad, but I know I sound like my dad when I'm saying these things, but we haven't really been asked to do a lot. You've been asked to stay home and watch Netflix. And if you have a job, please still go to it. If you can Right, right. Okay. And the slogan isn't the United States of America, the land of entitled pussies. Uh, you know, this is the type of thing that if my father wasn't dead, it would kill him. This and the fact that we pay for water. Those are the two things that we can't wear a mask. Because my father, my father was a World War II guy. My father, my father was a World War II guy, but he would have said, yeah, put on your damn mask. And the, and the stay six feet away from each other. Look, uh, there's not that many people I want to be close to. So the six feet thing's a piece of cake. Well, you know, I said to my dad, I go, did you, my grandpa was born in 1904. So I said he would have been four, uh, 12 when the pandemic kind of started rearing its head, the Spanish yep. flu one. I go, did he ever talk about it? He goes, yeah, that's why he quit school in eighth grade. I go, what? I thought he quit because they didn't have any money. He said, well, both, but they closed the schools because of the Spanish flu. And then he got a job. There used to be called, it was probably Chicago to the before they had the, the Wall Street, like we have Wall Street, yeah. they used, the kids used to climb and write on a chalkboard. Well, he was one of those kids. He got a job at the Merchant in St. Louis, something, wherever they did all the trading. Right. And I said, well, but this flu ended. <laughs> I goes, yeah, he just never went back. And I go, nobody, nobody called about that. No. Because nobody gave a shit. Nobody noticed. Right. I go, so at 12, he just, yeah, that's it, Kathleen. That was it. He never went back. And I said, did they bit, were they anti-maskers? He said, you know, that's funny. He would say that he goes, cause my dad said that they, he said, I remember him saying we all had to wear a mask, but we already all did because of the coal. Oh yeah. Yeah. He said, if, you know, if you took the streetcar into downtown St. Louis, you probably would wear some sort of mask anyway, just cause of the soot and the pollution. And, and so it wasn't that much of a stretch to say, hey, make sure you wear that mask that you already own back then. Well, I, 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 I mean, what, it makes total sense. And, and that's why it's so crazy that we're having all these arguments and fights over it or that Orange Bloaty wants to fire the guy that's trying to keep us all alive, Dr. Fauci. It's like, you know, you just go, what, 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 what? Where do I live? What's happening? It, it just, <laughs> it's still four years later, I, I'm surprised by all it. I am shocked. Fauci 
six months ago didn't quit. Right. I, 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 I don't know what is in him that is not within me, but I, I said, fuck this shit. Look, I'm trying to do the right thing. All you're doing is getting in the way. I'm out of here. I, and I know he doesn't need the money. He's almost 80. Right. He doesn't need any of this bullshit. I think he's truly trying to do the right thing. And it's been so long since we've had a public figure that is that truly clear of bullshit. Like he really, this is his one gig and he's trying to do it correctly. And he's just being cut off at the knees. I couldn't. There's a picture of him and his wife. They have to get on uh, 60 minutes. They have to have security to take a walk. Right. It's ridiculous. No, no, no. Yeah. Do I want that shit at 79? No. But also, I mean, he has the wherewithal to become what well, he's become in life. And I'm turned to online gambling. So clearly we are different people. <laughs> <laughs> he has Dick- a bigger concern. He's more, more altruistic <laughs> about altruistic about the whole nation and human mankind um i'm not i just need tampa to win by 13 tonight um (laughs) hey by the way since you talked about football how about tom brady tom brady is also 78 years old and look at what he's doing what what is he running on you know mr lewis black made a lot of fun of me because in the first round draft pick i picked him in fantasy football and lewis said what are you crazy He's got a new team, new coach. I said, I don't care. It's Tom Brady. Right. He could throw to a beagle, and it would be a completed pass. <laughs> and you're talking about a beagle with bad paws, not a beagle that really is known to have good paws. <laughs> a three-legged beagle. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm not really any of that. But I and you know, Tom says his things, but um, I just really think. He stays cool under pressure. Lou's like, I think that's a mistake. I'm like, huh, watch me rack up the points on the yeah, how'd that football work out? How'd that work? I out? don't care if he knows what down it is. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> He's in the huddle telling <laughs> old stories to the linemen that they've heard before. <laughs> but it's all it's all fine because it's Gronkowski, so it's the same guy he told the story to before. Right, and Gronkowski, it's all new anyway. <laughs> So (laughs) the Gronk, um, well, look, I miss, I miss seeing you on stage because you know how much I love what you do all the time. You're the, there's nobody funnier than Kathleen Madigan. Oh, and by the way, before we run out of time, meaning you have to go and, and gamble, um, the, the thing that, uh, I, I thought was really cool in the last three, four, five, six months. And I know it happened before then was the Sirius XM actually set aside, a channel to show how funny women are. Because if we can't stop talking about funniest female comedian or women aren't funny, I mean, aren't we beyond that? I guess we're not. Well, I I think it's also because everybody divides it up. This is It's always amazing when, especially with the Hollywood actor crowd, they all say, well, I want to be called an actor, and I don't want to be thought of as female actors or male actress, actor. I get all that. But then we can't have two categories at the Academy Awards. You can't do that. It's just got to be the winner, period. Men are, I don't care. We all have to be in the same group. That's why when people say female comedian, I'm like, don't. Now, don't think I haven't taken advantage of that because I have. I'll take advantage of any window that's open. Sure. So when HBO says we're doing women of the night or you can go over to the main one where it's everybody, well, I'm going to go audition over here. Right. Um, There's less of us, for sure, that even try it. So there's always going to be less of us that make it. And then out of that group, 
like if you're saying with the men's group, however many they are, half will be, you know, people won't like half and they'll like half. But our numbers are just less. So it's always going to seem like that, I think. Yeah. Although I, I, I don't know. I think it's turned the corner now where people mm-hmm. don't necessarily think women, quote, aren't funny. You're not necessarily walking up there with a negative out of the gate. Right, right, right. Like right. we used to talk about comics. We're like, you know, if you walk up as a woman, you're kind of starting at negative one. If you walk up as a white guy, you're probably starting at plus one. And then we'd go through the whole thing because it's just expectations. But I think now with like, I don't know, there's so many younger people that are doing like Ali Wong and, you know, there's a million of them that I think Netflix has helped because there's so many women that have specials on Netflix. It's shown people you may not like me, but maybe you like Ali Wong or, you know, keep going. There's Eliza, there's whomever. There's enough to pick from that you can find somebody you like. Well, I, good. Uh, yeah, and I think that's one of the cool things about funny as a career that if you wake up in the morning and you feel like this is what I have to do with my life and, and you got to go through all those stages, right? You got to go through your parents going, well, that's not a job. And then you got to go out and you got to, you got to fail and you got to eat it on stage and you got, and you just can't stop to see all these people who are still coming up. Uh, now I sound like the old man on the porch, but at 59 to see 35 and unders who are this funny and this good. I just think it's cool because it's never been harder to make money in comedy than it is now. No, and it's great. And, and Sirius Radio has been an enormous um, extra outlet for helping comics because there's so many people that listen to all the comedy channels in their cars. And that never, before Sirius Radio, if you heard me on a morning show, you may not even hear my name till the beginning or the end. And then you may not, you're in your car, you're going, I don't know, I heard some lady on the radio that was funny, but you wouldn't even know you know, Sirius has got the name on there and it's all comedy. Like I'd say probably half of the people that actually buy tickets to come see me are from the radio, Sirius radio. Is that right? Specifically Sirius. Yeah. And then I'd say the other half are a mix between just, you know, me coming to those towns a lot or Netflix is a big help. Last comic standing was like, eh, you know, kind of another boot, just all the little things that build up to a, a following. But, the serious radio, I mean, people, old men at the golf course that will come up and go, are you that lady? I'm like, well, I don't know. What did that lady do <laughs> before I say I am that lady? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> what did said lady do to you? Um, and they're like, I listen to you all the time on serious radio. I know your dad, and I hear of all them stories. Like, they, even the old people are, that's fine. I'll take the old people, too. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's content. Netflix got kid. the younger crowd. When I see 20s and 30, 20 and 30 somethings at my shows, I know they're from Netflix. Yeah, speaking there, of, there's no other way they would have found me. It, yeah. it, do you have any sense of when you'll do another special? I mean, it's impossible to say, right? Well, no. And it's so, it's such a drag. I was going to do one in Minneapolis in June. And now you, there's no way you, you, nobody thinks about these things. Certainly I did not. You have to have COVID insurance. What? So you can't get you well, not me. Well, I guess I would too. I don't, I didn't really look into it, but there's no crews traveling to film anything, right? And I don't want to do one in L.A. I was gonna, you know, I've done one in Detroit and Milwaukee. I kind of want to stay in the Midwest, and I could make. I don't even think you could do not. You can't even do Chicago. I mean, it's gonna be at a minimum summer. That's what I think. Minimum, yeah. and maybe maybe outside. 
like our gigs are getting moved. Anybody that's doing theater stuff, it's all getting moved. I'm going to say I hope summer. I mean, unless some crazy vaccine happens or something soon, but then we all have to get it. And, you know, and then we're going to have that fight. The anti-vaxxers are going to come out. And yeah. then I'm going to say, well, then you need to go live with the Amish people because they don't do that either. Well, they what, all live happily. I've always said there's two Dakotas. We're not using both of them. Just make one for the people that, that uh, don't care and don't wear masks. <laughs> I don't even care which one it is. Just take one of the Dakotas and all the idiots have to live there. Lewis used to say in an old joke, it was, I guess it was when abortion was a, a big fight at one point. And he goes, here's my thing. You want to be pro-life? You want to be A, B, C, D? And he listed the whole list of super conservative values. Fine. We'll make a state for you somewhere where there's a lot of land and we'll call it 1950. That's the name of your state. And you can all go. <laughs> well, that's where Trump's going to move after he loses. He's going to move to 1950. <laughs> so, all right. Now, uh, I'm, hoping for, so I'm hoping for summer. So we just keep changing dates and moving dates as the information comes in. But that seems to be what everybody, mo- I don't know, like Brian Regan's doing some theaters I saw online. I don't that know right? how that's happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I always think either those guys are they're bored or they they need some cash. I, I understand all the reasons. I'm not judging it. Um, but I it involves flying. I don't even want to fly. No, no. I, there's I just thought, too many unanswered I don't questions. Believe, exactly. So. Um, so I think summer is hopeful. Fall seems for sure, unless now it gets worse. But I don't really know how it could get worse. It would be hard to imagine. Even and then, the hey, but then I don't even know, though, because half the stuff I was saying, I don't know. I have to go look at my act and see. I don't even think none of us could take the special immediately because you'd have to get back in the rhythm of it. Or at least me. That's what like Ron said. He got a casino offer in Louisiana. Of course, they're open. Nobody cares. Right. Like, right. He goes, he goes, what is, he goes, it's just, it'd just be a cash grab. He goes, because he goes, I don't want to start if we're not really starting. I said, I, I agree. Unless you need the cash, which, you know, some people do, some people don't. Then he goes, I don't need it. I go, then don't do it. He goes, plus half my fans are real dumb. I'd kill them. They'd get kicked. They'd die. (laughs) He goes, half are like CEOs, but the other half, oh, my Lord. And I said, yeah. He goes, they'd fucking show up. I said, they would. (laughs) Well, you got to wonder, too, about any of the states. And I love the South, but a lot of them are in the South. But any of the states are just open anyway, and the theory seems to be it's okay if they die, we'll make more. You know, it's just uh, that's not a good slogan for a state. You know what I mean? It's just not a good way to run things. No, and it's not a good slogan for grandma because we're not going to make another one. <laughs> right, right, right. She's the original. So, uh, all right, now here's what we need to remember. Uh, if you get to Kentucky, the COVID's not there, so that's great news. Uh, because well, you were that's there. That's where I'm moving if it gets worse. Right, right, right. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mitch is, but the COVID's not. And if he keeps falling down, he won't be around that long anyway. Oh, by the way, uh, traveling through Kentucky, I was thinking of this earlier when you talked about it, and you probably saw this, but you know, if you go Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, you got all those fireworks places, right? And you, Yes, Missouri you, has a shitload too. Yeah, they do. And you get down into, um, like in Knoxville, and there's a place which I would I would drive there today just to see the sign again. Guns, fireworks, beer. 
What could go wrong? <laughs> and in tiny letters underneath the beer is SIGs. And I'm like, you know what? This sounds like my kind of party. <laughs> um, and this is partially what's wrong with me. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with this guy. <laughs> well, unless you get... I'm so, I'm so used to seeing that shit. Like when I went to California and they said there was no fireworks, I'm like, for sale anywhere? I'm like, what kind of communist <laughs> bastards are these people? Goddamn America, and I want a bottle rocket. I didn't even know anything about their fires. Or right, 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 right. <laughs> Well, you take your chances, right? It's a fireworks show. Um, and a podcast every Tuesday, I, w- I can get it everywhere every I get a podcast? Yeah, all those places. And But it, I made it easy for people to understand all that. You can just go to my website and hit play. Okay, good. Well, they're I'm, all they're, they're lined they're lined up on there, so that way, like my parents can understand how to do that. Sure, and if uh, and live from my office is everywhere. I mean, I'm we're on we're on every platform. Your, you know, your Spotify's, your Screechers, your Deechers, your Itchies, your Witchies. I mean, you know, all of them. <laughs> so, um, well, so listen, that's where you can find me until this really um, ends, I guess, or at least gets better. Unless they bump into you online gambling. I mean, that's another option. Well, if I get really good at this, believe me, you will never. That's it. We're done. See you later, alligator. <laughs> Not happening. I have no desire to get on an airplane again if I don't have to. Sure. sure. And I have direct TV. I have a Sunday ticket. I have every game. Yes, you don't need anything. <laughs> no. I mean, don't need anything. Nothing. Well, I'm good. Well, listen, I'll miss you, so I'll still text you occasionally, and you can tell me how much you want. Well, I'll come up to Chicago. Maybe I'll come to a Bears game since you're getting good. All right, good. good. There you go. That works. That works. Uh, it's Kathleen All Madigan. Right. She's one of the few people in the world I'll pay to see. <laughs> the worst That's plug nice. ever. It's a good compliment, well, you know, because we don't have to pay for anything. No, no. It's, it's one of the reasons to get into show business. Thank you very much for doing this. It's uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's appreciated. It was great to hear your voice. All right. Get out there right. and gamble. Talk to you later, Steve. See ya. All Thanks. right. I will. Go Bears. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. As always, I thank David Hochberg and Team Hochberg at 56david.com or 855-56-DAVID. They want to help you save money as they've helped me and my friends and people I worked with and thousands and thousands of others. The rates continue to be crazy good when it comes to a refi. You could do everything, including refining a home equity loan, which is one of the first things I did with David Hochberg. I've told you before, my sister has refied with Hochberg a couple of times. My daughter got an original mortgage from David Hochberg and then just did a refi. So if it's uh, good enough for my family, you'll know why I'm recommending it to you. 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com gets it done. And frankly, it's a very simple process. All I can tell you is make sure you get them the documents they need. It's not a big deal. There are four or five things that they need to have uh, from you. And as soon as you get them, those documents are going to start saving money. It's just that simple. So don't be freaked out. Don't glaze over. Don't wonder how I'll ever get this done. Stop stressing and start saving money with David Hochberg and Team Hochberg. 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com. Now I'm live from my office. It's my friend and yours, John DeCoss. Hi, John. 
Hey, Steve, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, you know, you're still musical director, uh, just because I got fired and tossed out of uh, the last place uh, doesn't mean you're not musical director of Live From My Office, and, and I hope you're enjoying that title. Uh, I am. Um, I just got my SAG card because of it. So You said SAD card? Proud. S-A-D? SAD. S-E-D. S-A-D. Excuse me, SAD. <laughs> yeah, when you work for... When you work for you, it's a sad card. It's a, a sad, sad card. card. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when people are when people recognize me and they're nice enough to say hi, they ask questions. They, their questions are like, "Hey, do you know where the apples are?" Or, uh, "Hey, can I cut in front of you in line?" Or, "Hey, I'm sorry, I said plastic bags." <laughs> or, "Hey, is that your wife's mask?" You know that type of thing. Right. No, but they do ask about you all the time. And uh, I got somebody that's yesterday, uh, yeah, yeah, yesterday, who asked me, and I never thought about this. And it's like, has John ever done a song for himself? A John DeCoste song. And I thought it was a very creative idea. Uh, you know what? No. <laughs> right? right? I have not. And it's weird because you know how I work. I've been bugging me. <laughs> For the longest time, why that's can't probably I, why. What's the conversation like? Why can't I do a song about me? Yeah, and I just keep doing that. And you know how I work, so I've probably been putting it off because I, I've been demanding it so much from myself. I just think it's a good opportunity for you to um, just let everyone have it, uh, oh. a song about you. I don't know. That's worth thinking about. That's all. You know what? Um, I'm going to tell you right now, that is a brilliant idea. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I've, I've often said, I've told this to people in, uh, in in comedy, my friends in comedy, that they will know when I'm done doing stand-up comedy because I will be up in the tower. I won't be with a rifle, but I will be up in the tower and just going, hear about this person, this, this individual. So you're going to be heckling. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I'll just mm-hmm. let loose. Let yeah, loose. Yeah, yeah, so. and and that will surprise people because you are considered to be a very nice person, and I mean, I know differently, but uh, people think you're a nice right. guy. Right. Yes, and we both know that's not true. So that's pretty good. But right. That's a really good question. So that, that's, 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 yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and I want to plug one other song, and it's not yours; it's your son's. Uh, Christikos did a song that blew up on YouTube about his cat. You want to pick up the story from there? Yeah, there was a there was a competition by a big YouTuber who he's I guess he's a bass player. He's got like eight million subscribers or followers or whatever they call him. I have no idea. I don't yeah. have a, a YouTube uh, station. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. That's <laughs> what it's called. Channel is that Channel. Like a bar? Yeah, yeah. I don't have I don't have that contraption in my house. Um, <laughs> it's on the YouTube he, machine. If you get it, the machine, the YouTube machine, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, so they, he challenged me. He said, hey, you know, uh, do a rap uh, and send it to me, and I will pick the best ones. And he, Christopher, my son, did it. You know, and as if you don't know, Christopher is the one who has helped me with every song that we've done uh, in the last, uh, what, 10 years? Yeah, yeah and he's a, very, years, he's a very talented musician. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's, you know. And uh, he did this very funny rap about his... Uh, little kitty pepper and uh he said it to me and i was like uh and we both agreed you and you and i steve both agreed it's a really catchy tune and it's really well done and the guy chose it and uh christopher went from 
17 subscribers to his YouTube channel to, I think, 1,000 now. And that guy put it on his, and over 2 million people saw it in a span of like two days. Yeah, and here's the thing. You know how much uh, I think of Christopher DeCoste. He's tremendous, and he's been great for us on the shows we've done in the past. Um, and, And the song is great. But this is why I don't understand <laughs> the world we're living in, because it's a very funny, very musically, very musically pleasing. Uh, it's a good song. It's a good song about yep. his cat, and uh, it's very creatively done. But to just get two million people who somehow find it is—it's uh, fascinating to me. Well, and you know, we didn't even talk about this. So that's his—that's one song he put out there. Uh, when I started writing theme songs for everybody, and I think I think I ended up with about fifty-seven mm-hmm. theme songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't have. I think twenty people uh, saw that on, and that's combined. I'm combining all of those. Combined. I did. Uh, I need a YouTube machine. Right. That's all of your platforms. Got to get a YouTube machine. Yeah. That's right. I totally get it. All right. So here's my question. Uh, we are now in uh, late October. Uh, by the time you hear this, it may be early November uh, in 2020, the worst year in history. And uh, people on uh, you know Friday, a Saturday, they'd be going out to uh, see stand-up comedy at clubs, which you've made your life of in the last 40 years. And uh, you and I uh, have so many friends in stand-up. Uh, and Chicago's a great comedy city. And like other art forms, but we're here to talk about stand-up, there's nothing happening. So uh, update us. Are any of the comedy clubs even open? Well, you know, it's interesting because, um, yeah, they were all, obviously, everybody was closed. Everybody was closed. I think the first club that I knew opened uh, were, uh, I think it was Zany's downtown in August. I think Columbus Funny Bone and Cincinnati Funny Bone opened up in August as well. But they opened up to, you know, very limited. Uh, Ohio is a little different. I think they're at, I think they were at 50% capacity, whereas in Illinois it was only 50 people total. You know, so they did open. They actually did open, uh, but everything else just shut down. There wasn't any place to, uh, to do comedy. And uh, I started back at Zany's about three weeks ago in Rosemont because that just reopened the first time since March. And we were doing it for 50 people all spread out in a 250 seat room. And it was a little, you know, a little hard to get used to because they're all separate. You know, comedy works better when they're all jammed together and, you know, they're less inhibited. But we figured it out. We're like, okay, this is something. The plus side, the people really ecstatic about coming out. They were like, oh, this is good. You know, we, we missed this. This is fun. And comics the same way because we hadn't done anything for six months. Right. And then uh, this past Monday, everything shut down. I just found out, matter of fact, before this interview, I found out that downtown things just closed as well. <laughs> so uh, I guess uh, Mayor, of Ch- Mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, uh, who, by the way, is hilarious. Yes, yes. Catch she, the comedy uh, stylings of Lori Lightfoot. Oh, yeah, she was. She kills. I know. She was going to headline this week, and now she's doesn't have a job. So I don't well, know. I mean, you know, I obviously I understand, and so do you, why you have to be careful. Um, 
but comedians uh, haven't been getting rich for years. Uh, unlike the right. late 80s and early 90s, the real comedy club boom, um, unless you're an A-list headliner, uh, you know, it's tough to get work uh, that pays enough to pay the bills. So you talk to people, people call you all the time. How are these guys and ladies and, and, and men, how are they surviving? You know, it, it, and I don't know how to, to put them into little cubby holes, but there are, are guys like, you know, me who have been doing this as long as I have, as we have, I should say. And, you know, we have built up reserves. Uh, we, you know, we, there, it's not, we're not working from check to check anymore. Yeah, right, right, right. Like that's good. So that's a plus. Um, but some of these young comics, um, because I do, uh, and you know this, the Rao Theater uh, in Crystal Lake has been doing a comedy show every single week, uh, you know, where it's recorded and uh, comics come out on the big stage in front of about 20 people. You did it yourself. Yep. Um, and it's, a, it's just amazing because those young comics that come out, I'm guessing, and I'm pretty accurate about this, 60% of them have all moved back in with their parents. They don't have any choice. Yeah. They're all, they gave up whatever their, you know, independent living they had, and now they are back at home with their parents. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy time. Now, we also, I don't know if people know this, but for the first time ever, self-employed people uh, were given pandemic uh, unemployment. Yeah, that special emergency fund? That special emergency fund. So uh, a lot of comics uh, applied for, they, they would apply for regular employment, they would be denied, then they'd apply for pandemic, and they got money. A lot of them got money uh, to tie them over, to get them through. Uh, but it's a crazy time. There's just not, there's just not a lot of work out there at all. You know? um, what do you anticipate when things turn around? We've been saying when things turn around all year long about everything, but whenever uh, things turn around could be, you know, early next year at this point, uh, what do you anticipate uh, the scene to be? I mean, are, are there going to be, you know, uh, uh, two Zanies clubs and that's it? Well, I think here's the frustrating part. This is, this kind of bugs me. I realize uh, you know, the situation we're in and we get it. We all understand why we have to, you know, social distance and all that. It, I get a little frustrated that comedy clubs and, you know, I just did Zanies. Uh, you came in with a mask, their, your temperature was taken, you were brought to your table, everything was wiped down prior to, you know, sitting down. Um, they were all separate. They were all spread out. Uh, each comic had their own microphone. Uh, they actually, you know, the precautions they took were pretty good. You go to a bar, and they all just run in there. Yeah, yeah. And and well, like I mean, I'll, tr- I'll salute Zanies even more. Every guy that came in was checked for a hernia, even if it was against his will. And every That's woman, true, and I didn't even know I had one. And every woman was told, slide down, you're going to feel something cold. That was all it, just to get in. Just to get in. Like I, because I, I remember I got I got my feet in the stirrups and I go, is this necessary? <laughs> Just I'm the comic, I'm on the show. But I, my point is, is that they're, they're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. You know, it's like, hey, everybody has to. 
you know, we're paying the price for the stupid, stupid people. Well, that's just it. That, because, you know. because people refuse to wear masks, regardless of whatever their stupid argument is. The freedom. I, I live in a free country. You, you, you know, <laughs> shut up. You're not free to kill me. Um, all of those people who are complaining that they've been shut down or their businesses have been shut down have made this exponentially longer by not just wearing a mask, uh, social distancing, and doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it, you know going back to your question, what's going to change? The only thing that will change is a vaccine. Uh, I guess just it just is it possible this could die out, Steve? I don't know. No, is it possible? I don't think so either. No, no. You know, Doctor Fauci is a genius, and I I mean that literally. And uh, there's a reason he's been in the position he's been in for like 40 years as the number one infectious disease guy in the country, um, and that's because he's really good at his job. And uh, uh, Doctor Kevin Most, our friend, who right. you know runs a huge hospital. Um, he has talked about this as well. Uh, this comes from the same family as the head cold and comes from the same, it's the same type of affliction um, as flu, but it needs a separate vaccine for it. And it's very likely to, if it's not seasonal, it's very likely to just come up time and time again. So in all likelihood, we're going to be living with this as long as you and I are on the planet. Okay. And that's, you know, so unless we come up with something, um, you know, that can, can, I guess, basically stop this for what, 99% of the, uh, uh, the people on this earth. I don't know. I really don't know because comedy, the only way it goes back is even if we go back to, let's say next year, we go back to what it is now where it's 50 people and all of this, that's fine. And, and comics will do it, but you can't make a living at that. No. And it's I do feel I, I feel bad, much. yeah. And I feel badly for kids that are just getting started because, yeah, you know, you and I were twenty at one point, um, a long, long time ago, and uh, you know, you're trying to break in. And if you're funny at twenty, uh, forty years ago, you're funny at twenty now. And there's a lot of twenty year olds trying to get into the business who you know are probably not going to be able to do it. and They're going to have to chase something else. I mean, just seconds ago, I was handed a note: Jerry Seinfeld just moved back in with his parents. Okay. You know, Jerry had, oh God, I feel so bad for him because he had, he had texted me and told me that it looked like he was going to leave that apartment. I didn't even know that apartment was real in New oh, York. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was a set. No, that's where he lives. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, we need to find other ways for comics to, you know, uh, earn money. Maybe Jewel could pay them to heckle people who <laughs> want to argue about masks before they come in. Yes. Yes. I'm booked at the DMV for December. <laughs> What wait? What, what about door to door jokes, where people you know stay in their house, they open the door, you stay outside at least six feet away, and you yell your joke into them? Yeah, that's not a bad idea for, for, for a price. For, yeah, just you know, pay me and I'll come on your deck. I'll just uh, <laughs> you don't even have to you don't even have to open up the sliding glass door. You know, uh, have Mike. You know, we'll we'll carry what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're just trying to find ways for uh, comics to survive. So uh, there should be at least a prop comic and a mime boom now, where they don't have to talk. You know, they'd be safer. <laughs> yeah, you know that's interesting. That's probably true. That's probably true. Although you know that uh, the virus just attaches itself to 
to, to so mimes. many to things. Yeah, exactly. to mimes. To mimes, yeah, initially. Yeah, yeah that's, how it, no. that's how it transfers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> mimes are the leading problem. Um, all right, so you're going to work on a song for you at some point, which will be uh, yeah, entertaining. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that is a really good idea. And uh, we'll talk with uh, Mike Toomey and uh, Tim Benker, and we'll bring in another episode of Men of a Certain Rage coming soon as yeah. well on uh, Live from My Office. Stay healthy, buddy. That would be perfect. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling. Well, by now you know you're listening to Live from My Office, and each of these episodes features a plug for a charity. It doesn't cost them anything, and hopefully it raises a little money for them. In this time, uh, with the election being uh, the top of mind for everybody, it's appropriate to bring up something we should think about all the time, and that's to fairly vote for the candidates of our choice. That's why I'm recommending a very highly ranked charity called FairVote, fairvote.org, F-A-I-R-V-O-T-E.org, nation's leader in seeking to make every vote and every voice count in every election, and also engage in structural election reforms uh, like rank choice voting. You can find out about that there on the site as well. But I hope you'll donate. It's easy. Go to fairvote.org, click on donate, and uh, do your part to help fair vote, help others ensure that their vote's going to count going forward. All right, before we go, thanks, of course, to Kathleen Madigan and also to John DeCause. And thanks to Ross Cochran, who uh, produces, uh, engineers, edits, and cleans up after me and it's uh, it's needed and appreciated and of course i thank you for listening oh coming up on wednesday this is our first three podcast week on wednesday and we'll do this every wednesday now until further notice the wednesday podcast is going to be me talking about the election i may have a guest or two involved but we're going to talk about what happened on the election look for that podcast to post wednesday morning and uh look for live social media updates uh, on Twitter at Cochran Show all day election day. And it may be election day by the time you're listening to this. It may be after. But either way, I appreciate the connectivity and you following me wherever you choose to do so. Thanks for listening. Thanks to App. Thanks to David Hochberg and Team Hochberg, title sponsors of Live from My Office. And since you heard a little, John, I'll tell you what, John, get us out of here. Take us home. 30 years plus on the airwaves. You have turned your dial to me. Now you're tuned into my podcast. It's live from my office, Steve. From Ithaca, New York, to Carolina South, W. Cochran Steve. From Minneapolis and then Chicago twice, top rated shows achieved. Sit back, relax, and now listen to my show When or wherever you are, cause you're on the go A-list celebs with some laughs and great info Live from my office, the Steve Cochran Podcast Show Yeah, 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 no better place to be Yeah, 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 subscribe and like for free So glad you're with me. It's live from my office, Steve. Thank you for listening to Live from My Office, a service of Monkey Run Productions. All rights reserved. The podcast is hosted by Steve Cochran, and it's mixed, edited, and produced by me, Ross Cochran. 
Support the show by subscribing wherever you're listening and by telling your friends about it. Follow Steve on all social media channels, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And make sure you check out this episode's show notes for relevant information discussed during the conversations. You can also email the show directly at thecochranshow at gmail.com with any questions or comments. And that's the best place to tell us about your favorite nonprofit so we can make sure we mention them on the next episode. Steve is available for corporate speaking gigs. He would love to emcee your event. And occasionally, he's funny. Thank you for listening. Head to CochranShow.com for more.